Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Ray. Delighted after their summer break to welcome back John Gibson and Supermac. How are you, lads? All right, Steve. Thanks. And you okay, John? Yes, good. Looking forward to the new season, my friend. Absolutely, yes, indeed. Not long to go, chaps. Not long to go. Only a couple of days and we'll be into it. And uh, lots of, lots to talk about since we uh, we uh, last sat here a couple of weeks ago. And um, let's talk transfer window first, John. We've had um, we, we've had an interesting one, haven't we? Um, I wouldn't say we've uh, I wouldn't say we've had a bad one because uh, we brought in um, and we've strengthened and, and brought in some really really good players. And the latest across the the, the line was Libramendo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have done well. The, the the emphasis has been on quality, which is terrific. I mean, we've got a a left winger for the want of another word, an old fashioned word, left wingers. Uh, but he scores goals. I mean, thirteen goals for Harvey Barnes last season in a Leicester side that went down. I mean, that's stupendous. If he produced thirteen this season. And Almiron produced 11 on the other side, and you've got both Isaac and Wilson to go through the middle. Alternatively, we could really be in business with those goals. Um, Tonali is class. He may take a while to get up to Premier League pace. I think there's no question about that. And that's happened in the past with people like Isaac and Botman and Bruno who have come from abroad. Not the guys that have played in the Premier League, like the Southampton boy and Harvey Bonds, but the guys that have come from abroad. I mean, the the Serie A is competitive, so I don't think it's a physicality, but it's not quick like the Premier League, and that's something Tenali's going to get into. The other lad from um, from uh, Southampton is a good... Yeah, a surprise to a lot of people because you think do Newcastle United need a right back uh, at this stage of events? And as far as Saturday against Aston Villa is concerned, no, they don't because Trippier will do terrific. Mm. Um, there's absolutely no question there. But you've got to look ahead. Now, Trippier is 33 in November. So next season, Trippier will become 34 in this kid, will have had his 21st birthday. So he's ready made to move in. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's crucial. I've got to say that if there was any criticism at all for me, it would be this: the transfer window isn't closed to September the 1st. Let's not stop now. We have to look at that back four and say what can happen to it. I think we need a right-sided centre-half. Shaw's injury has proved that. Shaw's been out injured in the last couple of pre-season games and we're vulnerable in that position. We haven't got genuine cover. We need a, a, a right-sided centre-half. And a left-back has been on the cards for ages because we fill in with people who aren't left-backs and they do very, very well. And maybe Target will get a shout. But I, I would like to see two more signings, but I'm happy with what we've done so far. Malcolm, uh, Mark Byers in the chat asked, um, you know, he said, in the past you have mentioned, you know, your opinion on signings. You've been vocal in the past about the dislike of signing players from relegated teams. We've signed two. Yes. What's your thoughts? Well, um, good question. I, it is a very good question. And I, and I will allow them to, to, to answer for me when they're, when they're out and playing. Uh, because... What 
what happens with a relegated side is that um, that they usually they have a, a great tendency, the whole side, to lose match fitness, um, and it takes a long while to get it back. I think that we saw this with the lad that was signed from Everton. Everton really struggled last season, um, and and uh, Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon, yes, and um, and and. and he is a good player, a very good player, but his fitness was letting him down last season. There was nowhere, he was nowhere near a full 90 minutes at the pace that Newcastle played. And, and Newcastle do play at a very, very quick pace, very quick. And so uh, it, it, players have to be absolutely 100%. Otherwise, they're, they're just going to look way out of things. Um, and uh, and the thing with relegated sides is that they do the, they're doing chasing all the time. And, and there's different types of running. That you, when, when you're on the ball, you can run all day. You're part of, you, you're part of the, um, uh, uh, the, the adventurous uh, um, play that's going on and, uh, and and when you have the ball, you, you tend not to notice anything um, physically um, about yourself. But when when you're down the bottom and you haven't got the ball, you, you, you're going out and playing games where where you don't even come up to, to a 40% possession, then um, all you're doing is you're just chasing and chasing and chasing the other side. Um, and that's not that's a slog. It's not fitness training. Mm. Okay, interesting stuff coming in in the chat as always. Get your questions in if you've got a, a question for the lads. Uh, Ian asks you both this one. Gibble, go first on it. Question for you both. Do you think that Isaac has now proved himself as a number nine? I do, and I think if he stays injury free, he's going to hit twenty five goals this season. I, I think he has. He, you've got to bear in mind he was Sweden's number nine when we signed him. I'm not suggesting that Sweden are in the top half dozen uh, international sides in the world, but it, they, they're good. And I think, you know, I look at him and Callum Wilson and I think it's going to be a choice between the two, you know. I don't think they're going to get them both in the side together because um, Eddie doesn't like playing two strikers shoulder to shoulder he likes a front three which is one through the middle and two more wide cutting in to finish and Isaac was used in that wide left position um, to get him in the side alongside Wilson he won't be this season because the wide left is there and there's Harvey Barnes and Anthony Gordon who's rejuvenated mm -hmm. to fight mm -hmm. between them for that left wing position. So I don't see easy getting in as a left winger this season. I think he'll play elsewhere. Now then, it's a straight uh, battle between Callum and Isaac for number nine. Callum is a traditional English type centre forward, terrific, plays between the posts, likes to get off the final defender's shoulder, niggles people, aggravates people, cool finisher. But I think Isaac's all-round game, and it's a matter of opinion totally, but for me, it he has that edge. 
he can drop deep. He's difficult to mark because where is he? Mm. He plays number nine, then he drops deep, then he floats out left, and then he comes back in. He dribbles. He, he's, he's good in the air because of his size. He's got good feet, and he can also finish. And I think I would start with Isaac at, at number nine and use Callum Wilson off the bench to be an impact sub, and he would be a real impact. Um, and I do think if he plays regularly in the side, Isaac at centre-forward, and that's open to conjecture because of Wilson, that he could score a pile of goals this season and certainly finish up Newcastle's top scorer. As yeah, Wilson. yeah, I think what you're saying, it, it makes a lot of sense because what, what we mustn't forget is that Wilson also is injury-prone. Absolutely, Malcolm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so... Um, 90 minutes is probably too much for him anyway. And and so it might be that they have to sort of split that nine position between them over a ninety over each 90-minute period, um, knowing that Wilson will, will miss out for a periods of time here and there. Um, and so I, I see it working perfectly well at the moment. Um, the only thing with Isaac is that he, he did enjoy going out to the left-hand side and then and then coming in on the ball. Um, but, of course, we, we seem to be over, overloaded on that left-hand side now. Um, so what's going to be happening over on the right-hand side? <laughs> we yeah. just don't talk about it anymore. We could field about four people on the left-hand side when you think of of Gordon and you think of Harvey Barnes and you think of yeah. Isaac and you think of Joe Linton and you think of Murphy and you think yeah. of Anderson. Also, hold on, John. You've, you've forgotten our new Italian signing who who is a left-sided player and he loves to get down that left-hand side um, and get beyond people well, and... and It'd be like them, the ball. It'd be like them queuing up at Marlborough Crescent for the bus, oh, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, with, with them all out there. But um, the, so the, is it going to be Murphy then on the right hand side? Well, there's got to, it'll be Almiron to start with. Well, um, Almiron, yes, but uh, okay. he has to be challenged. He can be challenged by Murphy. He can be challenged by Gordon because if Gordon, yeah, because he, at outside he, left. Where, where does he get in? He's a 40 million. Right. But, but, you know, you, we seem to have that overload on the left-hand side. But, you know, the, what we've got is, is um, Almiron and Murphy. Tonali can play on the right, says Bill Burnett. Backed up by, by Trippier. We've also, know, got, we've also got Willick to remember, who, who hasn't played he, any pre-season. We've also he's got... not right-sided. Well, he's... No, he's left-sided. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, Sean Longstaff, he'll play inside right position, but, he, but he's not a wide... He's not a wide-ish player. I mean, um, they're going to... It's going to... It's going to be Almiron to start with because he got 11 goals last season, although he didn't get many. Okay, but 20, remember, 20, though, John, that Murphy, he was involved in every single game last season. I know. I've got, a, I've got a feeling that you're going to promote Murphy this season when you cannot have a go at Maxi. So you've got, <laughs> you've got to have no, not, not at it's all. going to be Murphy. No, no. The point I'm making is that I, that I do feel 
that uh, that Eddie Howard's got a lot of time for Murphy. Um, oh, and... there's, there's no question. As you rightly say, um, Murphy is one of these people that's involved in the match always. He might mm. start, but then he'll come on as a sub. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that if you talk about the matches that he's involved in, he can be involved in 35 of the 38 by the season's over, mm. but either coming on or starting, and he, he's invaluable. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about who plays centre-forward and who plays on the on the left wing and perhaps who plays on the right. Who plays across the middle three? And does Bernard Target play at left-back? There's plenty of questions that Eddie will answer one hour before the kickoff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you you try to pick our middle three at the moment. It's impossible and, at the moment, and, and it's it's incredible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know, I would probably most fans would expect middle three would expect Bruno and Big Joe to be mm -hmm. current Brazilian internationals for the first game of the season. I'm talking about. Because you can't look beyond that. And then who's the third one? Is it Tonali, who's the big books guy? Or is it one mm. of our own? Is it Sean Longstaff or Elliot Anderson? And that's the choice. And there's Willock to add in there eventually, but that's the choice at the moment. So it's... And Anderson's had a great preseason. Oh, Anderson will have every right to be very dischuffed if he doesn't start on Saturday. And he possibly won't start on Saturday. But he's done everything asked him. He's, yes. a kid. he's filled out. I mean, he looks like... He has, and he's got his fitness sky high now. now. Yeah, he looks like Popeye after his spinach. He's got he's mm. got bulk yeah. in the top, in the way that Gaza did, when Gaza would physically hold off people with his upper body strength. That's coming to Anderson. The one thing Anderson was criticised about last season and before was he doesn't score enough goals. He's answered that pre-season with, with the goals that he's been scoring. I mean, we're losing one nil to Brighton in the States with five minutes to go and he scored twice. Um, you know, so he has got every right to expect that. Tonali at 55 million's got some say about starting. Sean Longstaff has got some say because I tell you what, the only time we lost badly last season was 3-0 at Aston Villa. We lost... Yeah. There were four games, but there were tight games. We lost badly in world-class at Aston Villa. And, and, I hope, and I hope, John, that the side, they remember that clearly. And oh. they are, they are and, desperate to, to turn the tables the point, on them. The point I'm going to make, and you're right, Malcolm, the, the point I'm going to make is that Eddie Howe will remember it. And we lost 3-0. And if you look back at that oh, team... Murdered. The midfield, the midfield steamrolled us. The Aston Villa midfield mm -hmm. steamrolled us. Yes. And if you look at this, and that's why I would have Joe Linton in for his physicality. But if you look at that team, Joe Linton played in the three 0 of Villa. But I tell you, who didn't start? Sean Longstaff. Mm -hmm. and, and don't underestimate the possibility of Sean Longstaff getting the nod on. Saturday tea time because he is loved by by our man the boss and Newcastle have got to match them power for power in midfield. So the third role, Anderson's put in his calling card, Tonali's the big price guy, and Sean Longstaff was the man. Every time we played last season without Sean Longstaff, 
we looked off the side. Yes, yeah, we did. And I, 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 he does a lot of things that go unnoticed, John, but they yeah. are very important things for the side. Very important, and I think that players they they appreciate him, and but they rely on him also to do those things all of the time. And so when he's not there and he's not doing those things, nobody else is picking up for him. Um, and the and the side sadly lacks in midfield. Um, yep. And it, you know, it, 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 if if um, he he had he had. Um, it, one of the best records for act, for actual running over each ninety minutes over the season. Sure, sure, sure. He covered he covered more ground than than, um, than the vast majority. Dare I say? Dare I say the unthinkable when we're talking about the midfield? Because I'm a great lover of Bruno. He's been sensational. Yeah. He came here, and him and Trippier sparked off everything that's happened at Newcastle United. Um, and I'm a great, great fan of his. But you know what? I'm looking for him to step up. You know, last season, mm. at the end of last season, he struggled with an injury. He did us proud being able to see the season out, but he struggled with an injury. I've watched him closely pre-season. He's a little bit off the pace. It hasn't quite gone his way, so he's become a little bit niggly mm. on the ball. A couple of fouls, getting niggly, got caught a couple of times. By and the, bookings as well, John. Yeah, by the supreme high standards that Bruno set, and he's still one of the first names on the on the team sheet for me. But I'm looking, please, my son, get back mm. to Bruno that we first knew within start. Yes chance off and he's only 90% against that 100% but the, the, the 10% makes a little bit of difference and I need Bruno to go back the way he was you know yeah and I, um, I have to say I'm looking forward to seeing how he and Tonali link up sure sure that's going to be interesting it is going to be interesting lots of questions uh coming in let's uh let's pick one of the uh the earlier ones uh, that we can uh, find in the chat. Um, yeah, let's talk about um, Barry Hogan's question. Malcolm, do you feel with how saying Gordon can play a centre-forward role in the team if needed, we've got enough forward options, or would you have signed someone else? Eddie Howe, of course, in his press conference last weekend, uh, was asked about you know whether they would be looking at recruiting somebody in the forward line. He said, no, we've got three. We've got Callum, we've got Isaac, and we've got Anthony, who did well in the European Championships yeah. and can, can play in that role. Financial fair play dictates that we can't go for that now because we're going to strengthen in, other de in another department. So clearly they're going to make a defensive signing before the 1st of September. Are those three enough to get us through all the 1st of January? Um, with Champions League football, I'm really not sure. I think we could have done with another. I, I'm, I'm quite serious about that. Also, uh, you, you say that we've got three nines. Um, if you remember with the under-21s and how well they did, um, that uh, Anthony Gordon, he was a false nine. Yeah, he was. So if you're a false nine, what the bloody hell are you? Is that a Steve Bruce false nine, Malcolm? <laughs> well, it <laughs> makes you wonder, doesn't it? But, but he wasn't actually playing that 
role in the way that Isaac would play it or, 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 or Wilson would play it in his particular way. Um, and that, and that, uh, that, that, that there was a big hole where the two centre-halves were um, because he was, he was often off elsewhere. Sometimes that terrifies two centre-halves when they've got nobody. John, you're absolutely right. Yes, it can. Um, but, but to say that Anthony is a, is a centre-forward, mm, no. no. It's, like, it's like saying Dan Burns a left-back. <laughs> Very good, John. Very good. Um, I think uh, Exposure TV, good evening to him. Uh, good lads from uh, He's from Liverpool um, and he's put a question in here, which me and John might as well go and, uh, go and boil an egg or something. Oh, no, no, no. It's Maxi. It's got to be. I can't believe the Saudis took your best player, St. Maximin. The stage was that for him with the Champions League and the fact they only paid 40 million is sad. What's your thoughts, Steve? He says Maxi's a 100 million pound player. Um, Malcolm. I tell you what, I tell you what, I'm going to go and have bacon and eggs now. <laughs> no, I'll answer it very, very quickly. Harvey Barnes will be, will prove himself to be the much, much better option. He might not have all the all the trickery um, in his in, in his skills that uh, Sir Maximin had, but but Sir Maximin wasn't positive. Harvey Barnes is, and that's what we need. There you yep. go. That's. That go. was the shortest answer on the ESM, and and now good luck to him in Saudi. But don't yes, absolutely him. good luck. I, I I think it'll it will suit him down to the ground over there. It really yeah. will. And now they'll, they'll probably absolutely love him and adore him. Um, but in yeah. that case, in that case, in two years, Chelsea will buy him because they buy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good to see that we've got a. We get a few scousers on here every now and then. Good to see the lads. A, a big Liverpool fan, Mr. Ace, I call him because I'm not. I don't get tricked by that name. But he goes, "Hi, Jordy's. Good luck with your season. Liverpool are back and cooking with gas. So watch out for us. You'll never walk alone." Good to have you in the chat, lads. I hope I hope you're doing well. And Exposure TV does say so Maximum would have lit the Champions League up. Just saying, yeah, it's a good point, mate. I mean, it's done now, though. He's gone, and um, you know, as I say, we wish him all the best. He was a good servant under Bruce. Certainly, uh, he got us out of our sure. seats. But if, if you know, just going back um, a couple of two or three years, um, mm. St. Maximin lit up St. James's Park. He did, but uh, um, it it finished up having lit it up. It, it went out like a damp squib. Yeah, St. You know? Maximum St. Maximum is an absolute star in a mid-table or lower relegation mm -hmm. fight yeah. side in yes. the top side is a bench player at most I'm afraid yeah yeah absolutely you know maybe an impact player coming on in the last half yeah, an hour yeah. or something yeah um but but he, even then I, I I don't know I felt also he could get quite moody mm. uh, anyway let's look ahead never mind looking well back. we will we will we're yeah look he's in a... the Champions League we're starting off on Saturday we've got four sure. competitions we can win a, win a domestic cup we can smack some backsides in Europe and we can get running up that Premier League again absolutely forward, not backwards <laughs> and I see that the um, email here or the text rather uh, um, it's uh, it, it, it's about um Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. Have you been watching who, this today, Malcolm? Who's going for Bayern Munich? Um, 
I, who is the happiest man that Harry Kane has gone to Bayern Munich? If he well, goes, it's Alan Shearer. Yeah, yeah, Alan Shearer. Absolutely. Yeah, Alan Shearer. But at the yeah. moment, it looks like he's backtracking now. It looks as if there's a game, there's a game, it's gamesmanship going off now. It, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like he's going now. I, I just oh, think really, it looks oh. as if it looks as if he's more likely to stay at Spurs. That's the latest line on Sky at the moment. The, oh. the whole thing's been crazy today, hasn't it, John? It, oh, it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, the whole thing is Bayern Munich have only stayed in there all week. Right up till now, because they they've been told by Harry Kane originally that if they get him before if they can agree terms before Sunday, he'll go and join them. Yeah. All of a sudden, on the death, they can go, and suddenly Harry and it's his prerogative. He's the player. He's the one everybody wants. But it's his prerogative, and all of a sudden, he's thinking two things. He loves the new manager. Mm -hmm. um, which he's worked with for a couple of weeks. They, they, the Greek Aussie, Postagoglou. There's the name and a half. Somebody like that. Aye, yeah. and yeah. Aye, he loves him, and he's got, he's got. You know what? If you're him, Malcolm, he's in a wonderful position now. We can either go to Bayern Munich and win the win the uh, German championship as often as Celtic yeah, win the yeah. Scotland uh, championship. Or he can stay here, not sign a new contract, stay for a season, see if Spurs win something in that season, because then he could do a Shearer and stay with the club he loves if they won under the new manager and because of the new signings. And if they don't, he's on a free transfer at the end uh, of next season. Does he hold all the cards tonight or not, like? Mm. Oh, doesn't every card in the pack, you know. And, I, and and in all honesty, um, I would I would be disinclined to move now. Well, if I would he, leave it till till next summer. He, he can't would, lose, Malcolm. He would make an a, one of the hugest fortunes in football. He would. He would. The only thing, the only thing against him, but it wouldn't be on a free transfer. Is that you'd be thirty-one. And age is not sure, only but, if but you're the, free, Malcolm. If you're free, you'll make John, it his style of play, though. He'll he'll play for a long, long time. And by the way, Malcolm, here's another thought. Here's another thought. He holds every card in the pack because he has mm. another thought. He doesn't go to Bayern Munich, he stays at Spurs, he doesn't sign a new contract, he sees if Spurs can win something. If they don't, he can go for free. And you know what? He can go for free and stay in the Premier League and take Shearer's record because he's free. Yes. At the moment, Levy's stopping him from going in the Premier League. He's only selling him because he's going out the country. And in a year's time, he gets nothing and he gets 100 million now. But he would, I tell you what, the same deal, he wouldn't agree it with Manchester United tonight. Mm. So if he, so Alan, Mr. Shearer, don't get too chuffed yet, mate, because he might do the old rug, stay another year at Spurs, score another 20 goals, and then sign for Man U. Yeah, <laughs> good point by Yano. He says, Kane stays, picks up an injury, gets bugger all. So, uh, yeah. Oh, the other side of the coin. <laughs> right. but, but you have a look at his injury record, and it's almost clear. For a centre-forward, it's quite incredible. Oh, he's terrific. He's terrific. 
Yeah, I'll, yeah. Tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Looking as an outsider, and, and I wonder what you two guys think. Looking as an outsider that loves football, I think two of the classiest forwards I've seen of recent times, Kane and Song, have wasted their best years at Spurs. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. Always yeah. the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And they they were startling mind at their height, not last season. The season. Yes, they were. Song yeah. lost a, Song lost a little enthusiasm last season, but them two together, and they've wasted their best years because mm -hmm. I know that I know Kane's still at the top of his game, but he's had an awful lot of good years where now's happened, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. As exposure, that's going to about why why Newcastle don't sign Kane. It's financial fair play, and and and, and believe you me, when the first of September comes and the transfer window closes, I would not be surprised to see Newcastle bringing in more sponsorship, which will uh, uh, which will load our gun for the January transfer window. So I, I mean, first, you know, that's I what did hear, I did hear on the grapevine that Harry Kane wanted a if he goes to a new club, wants such a a, a clean start to become a, an idol that he decided he couldn't come to Newcastle because Chris Wood had uh, sullied the... Uh, ah, the there you go. You've only, <laughs> you've only been back on holiday half an hour and you're having to go Chris Wood. Well, he's <laughs> had a go at Maxi. I've thought it's my turn now. Leave it in the past. Leave it in the past. All right, we're halfway through the show. Time for the ad break. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com or telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Big thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources Handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from their website, mrvickys.co.uk or by telephoning 01768 210102. A big thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. They're an agile and dedicated workwear provider. Welcome back as well to United Travel. Uh, they are a UK coaches firm and they are based in uh, the Northeast. They've got 2024 tours and you can contact them on 01670 632 460 or mobile 0791 4174. Email info at unitedgrouptravel.com and they've got a website which is unitedgrouptravel.com. There's no strangers on there to us, just people you haven't met yet. Big thanks to them for their sponsorship. Big thanks as well to Media Arts and they supply all the video technology. If you want to become a member and get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf, then get your smartphone and put it over this QR code. It will take you straight to the membership pack. It's a £25 one-off fee. You can also go to NUFC Matters website and search membership pack to book today. If you want to help the channel, then subscribe to it by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. Don't forget, we help the food bank on this channel. If you want to do so virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. 
The Alan Sheila raffle is back on. 150 tickets, £1 a ticket. Win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. End of the day at NUFCmatters.com. Great message earlier on from Tom Lynch. She goes, I see the first space flight for tourists happened this afternoon and a bloke from Newcastle was on board. Do we now sing, have you ever seen a Mackham in outer space? <laughs> Brilliant that, Tom. Uh, Nick says, uh, hi, hi, lads. How important is it that Eddie Howe has changed tactics to counter the in-and-behind tactic that Aston Villa so convincingly took us apart with last season? A slow defence is surely our uh, Achilles heel. And Tim says, question for the lads. Do you believe that Eddie will have different formations per the opponent? So I've combined those two questions, John. But um, yeah, that, that Aston Villa game was, it was, was, was quite rare, wasn't it? Newcastle, Newcastle did you know, get caught. Caught short, shall we say. Oh, in the 38 games we played last season, uh, the one where we were a class apart in second place was Aston Villa, where yes. we lost home and away to Liverpool. We lost at Man United and at Man City, but none of them where Newcastle were taken apart. They were taken apart at Villa Park, absolutely no question. The midfield dominated the situation, produced a platform, and Ollie Watkins, who was in superb goal-scoring uh, form at the time, he went a little bit not so afterwards, but ran all over us. Now, the big concern I've got about Newcastle, if I've got any concern at all, and if I have very little after what we've put up with for a decade and a half, I'm not going to get all mealy-mouthed now, but if I have a concern, it's our lack of pace at the back. And that mm -hmm. was a concern when we were linked, guys, repeatedly linked with Anderson at Crystal Palace as our right-sided centre-half. I can understand uh, a lot of it. Tall, commanding, comes out the back with the ball and uses it well. But you know what? He's one pace. And mm. that's the trouble for me because we haven't got genuine pace at the back. Neither Byrne, nor Bachman, nor Shaw have got pace. Uh, yeah. And, and right. some, in some, if we get exposed at all, it's for pace. Okay, but uh, Eddie Howe and, and his coaches, they were very shrewd in what they did last season because the season before, when it, when it, um, uh, 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 when it was the previous manager, what happened was that the back four um, as, as, uh, would drop off so early that they, were, that they would finish up um, literally standing on the goalkeeper's toes when the ball was crossing the halfway line. Well, but Eddie Howe, he completely changed that round so that the back four pushed up and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And it's, and it's the old Arsenal way of, um, of playing when, when they, they were brilliant in defence, Arsenal, um, that, they, that, that they would push up um, and, then, uh, and then, of course, you've got this, all the space behind you so that as that foot comes back and starts to come down to, to knock it beyond you, you just drop off. Um, and, and, it, and you don't have to be quick to do that at all, um, as long as you've got the skills to do so. Um, and 
and Newcastle had those skills. And so that was working fine. And it's not easy to play against, um, even for somebody who's quick, to take on a defence that that's, that's, is so well organised in that, in, in that fashion and, and playing those kind of tactics. It's not easy at all. Yeah, I can I can go down that line. Uh, the modern game's getting quicker, quicker, and quicker. And mm -hmm. even if you drop off, if there's a ball over the top with a centre forward with blistering pace, we are in trouble. I saw Botman, who I rate highly, in the States one game, ball over the top. He was treading water to get back. He really mm -hmm. was treading yes. water. Um, and yes. Are you talking towards the end of last season, John? No, so I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm talking about in the states pre-season here. Oh, in the states pre-season, right? Okay. It was a ball over the yeah. top. Centre forward. Yeah, because he, he, he got caught badly and towards he got, the end of last season. Yeah. And mm. you know, you can you can have any defence. The, the talk about uh, you know uh, Bobby Moore had no pace. Bob Monker had no pace. That's correct. And they read the game brilliantly. It was not so Second quick. Bauer, another one. I tell you, the, the point is now it's very, very quick. And if you're not quick as a centre forward, you've got a problem. And if you're not quick as a centre half, you may also have a problem. And I think that if I was buying somebody, and, and bear in mind this defence, which has been absolutely terrific, we're trying to improve a side that's hugely improved, but you've got to do that. And if you look, Newcastle ended up with the best defensive record in the Premier League last season alongside Man City. But if mm. you look closer at the records, that was totally based on the first half of the season. We had six successive clean sheets yes. before Christmas. When we got to 2023, I think we couldn't buy a clean sheet. We only mm. let in one goal. We only let in one goal, apart from the three at Aston Villa. We weren't getting absolutely taken to the cleaners, but we couldn't buy a clean sheet. I think we might have got one from the turn of the year to the end of the season, two maximum. We couldn't buy a clean sheet. And you know what? In games that are tight, if the other side are going to score, you've got to score two. And at the start of the season... We don't want to have to score two against Aston Villa, two, three against Manchester City and two against Liverpool to win. So mm. it, it's the little... I am not ungrateful. I am thrilled to bits about us and what we've done. But if we're going to move to the next level, we've got to get back to a few clean sheets. Why didn't we quite get them? Was it because we didn't have a left back? Was it because... People found out we had a lack of pace and played differently against us second half of the season. But you look up the record books. We didn't keep clean sheets from the turn of the year. 2023, we couldn't buy a clean sheet. Mm. Mm. Interesting stuff. Lots of good comments coming in as well. Quick one on this one, lads. Uh, Patrick Murren says, Sorry, Steve, I know it's a Newcastle show, but what do the lads think of the Wolves situation? Crazy that, isn't it? Um you know, yeah. changing managers with, with a few days to go yeah. and then, you know, selling your best players. Nine of the best players have gone out. and Yeah, you know, and it's not in. as if he's been sacked or anything. He's just resigned and walked Eight, away. £89 million pound in and they've saved on the wage bill and they've only spent £9 million pounds and mm. brought in two free free transfers. Crazy. 
you can't yeah. you, can't, you can't blame the guy i mean the point is that if your reputation can get absolutely destroyed next season if you look yes. at brendan rogers at leicester oh leicester were doing mm -hmm. well doing this doing that they had a terrible pre-season last year in terms of buying and selling and what happens they're desperate they do hopeless they get bad results and and Ben Rogers carries the can and gets a sack. Now, you look at what's happened at Spurs and the guy, it, it Wolves, and the guy's seen that and thought, "Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this because <coughs> I'm going to look bad." Now we've got exactly the same situation has been going on at West Ham with David Moyes, who's been threatening the sack, uh, but is now looking as if they might make some signings. They've just made a guy. They've just got a guy from uh, uh, from uh, Ajax, I believe. They've made a bid for uh, Maguire and for McTominay. So they may resolve it. But Moyes, having won a European title, quite, um, you know, that's debatable, but he won a European title. And they got 100 million for one player, Declan Rice, and they bought mm. nobody. And yeah. he was thinking, I'm going to take the can here. And he's almost gone down the, the Wolves' route. But I think he's pulled back because they've got the guy from Ajax today. They've agreed terms with Manchester United for Harry Maguire. Uh, they're still in for McTomney. So perhaps the West Ham people have seen the writing on the wall and said, we better do something. But yeah, I mean, people used to live like that, didn't they? Newcastle United lived like that, guys, for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we know all about it. Yeah, yeah very true. Um, John, have you heard anything about this um, story that the Daily Mail had run today? Um, yes. The player bonus route, because obviously Newcastle United's player bonuses were um, the, 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 the cause of much vexation in the dressing room when Mike Ashley was the owner. Mike Ashley, yeah. if, we, if we remember, came riding into Newcastle to uh, get it sorted uh, as Mike would do. And um, according to the story in the Daily Mail today uh, that, that, that was launched this afternoon, I, I forget the journalist, it was apparently it's come back to bite them on the backside when Newcastle <laughs> finished fourth last year. Yeah, it has. Uh, I mean, everything Mike Ashley did come back to bite us on the backside, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. What he did when there was trouble in the camp. Uh, Mike Ashley, and we've got to say he was a very shrewd man in terms of looking after himself, not looking after any UFC, but he was a very clever man. And you know what? He camouflaged the situation. He said £20 million bonus if you win the FA Cup. And for every position in the top half of the Premier League, you'll get that much money, that much money, and that much money, which would make you a millionaire. Except that Newcastle and Ashley were never going to do it. We were never going to win the FA Cup. We were never going to win four top. But if you buy the club, you not only inherit the problem with sponsorships, which were sold disgracefully low, and we have been stuck with that, but we're then stuck with bonuses, which are incredibly high, if you do things like win the FA Cup or get to a League Cup final or uh, finish in the fourth top, and Newcastle United have had to pay them because they've been so successful. 
in the world ludicrously over the top. It affects the fair play, financial fair play situation as well because of they've having to pay these bonuses out. They've been caught between a rock and a high place. If they, you can understand that the players are going to say the players made a fortune last season by finish. Not their fault, by the way. Quite right. That's what that contract said. But they made a fortune by finishing fourth top and getting the League Cup final because the bonuses had been ladled on from Ashley because he knew he'd never have to pay them. Yeah. But now the club has to pay them. And if those bonuses stay, they've got to pay them again this season when we'll do well again. So that they're not trying to, to get rid of the bonuses. They're trying to bring them down to a more realistic level, which allows the club to develop. Now, they know it's not the players' fault. They know it's Ashley's. The players know the situation. But if, hey, if you're sitting on a couple of million pound bonus, you're not going to easily say, well, I'll write that off. I don't mind. I'm a good lad. I'm making up on my wages. It's more difficult than that. So there is a problem. And inevitably, it's the murky fingers of Ashley that's produced the problem. Uh, he, Malcolm, he, can he's I... left a whole catalogue of, um, oh, of problems that, yes. it, and they're not, they're not going to be sorted out still for another two or three years, maybe. Yes. Malcolm, can I just get a quick uh, happy birthday and happy retirement from you uh, to George, uh, one of our viewers? Yes, indeed. Oh, George. Well, I hope you're looking forward to your retirement and, uh, and, and having a, a, a birthday is a great way to to start it all off. So I wish you a very happy birthday and uh, and a lot of lovely time afterwards. Yeah, Great. if I can just um, emphasize everything Malcolm said and say, George, enjoy it, mate. But the one yeah. thing you can never retire from, don't retire from supporting Newcastle United because <laughs> the best years are ahead. Okay, good stuff. Thanks, lads. Moza uh, says, what do the panel think the hold-up is with Bruno's contract? They said it's not money, it's something else. And Dave Bullman says, do the lads think the contract situation with Bruno may affect him at all? He hasn't looked his best for a while, which ties into you saying he looks a bit, you know, heavy-footed. Um, I mean, is that playing on his mind, John, do you think? I don't think it is. Um, I must be truthful, I don't think it is. I think it's the injury he had towards the, last, the end of last season, which he played with when he shouldn't have played, but we had to still qualify for Europe. And if you looked at last season's stats, every time he was out of the starting lineup, we didn't win. It's quite mm -hmm. a startling fact, that, Malcolm, but it's yeah. true. We didn't yeah, win one single game where he didn't start. And mm -hmm. so they were keeping him playing, keeping him playing, keeping him playing. He, he wasn't fit. His form dipped that little bit. I've watched it pre-season. It hasn't quite come back yet. I picked up on it and I didn't want to because I love him so much. But it, it's truthful. By the very high standards, he needs to get back to them. I don't think it's a contract. He adores it here. He, he loves Newcastle. He knows so what do, the fans, what the so fans do, do. So do the different generations in his family as well, don't they? Well, oh, he's so brought He's brought his family over here. The door his his little ones been born here. Yeah, he says the little parents, ones. Joe uh, Linton was best man, and now it's going to be reversed. I think he wants to stay. There is always a problem 
with a contract because however much you love the club however much you want to stay you employ people to handle your contract agents who have to justify their money and they sweep out of the window all the emotion of Bruno wanting to stay and hardball it with the owners. That's their job. And they do it. And they, they feel they've got to do it to justify their living. And I think there is that sort of problem there. You know why it all come about? Because a man who couldn't speak a word of English when he came to Newcastle and learned it so wonderfully used the word doubt was it when he talked about his contract when he said there was a doubt the doubt was that there was he meant there was still something left to be resolved in the discussions mm. he didn't mean it like a pistol to the head of newcastle because i'm going off to real madrid or something so i think it's been overplayed overplayed dare say it by people in my profession uh, because it's a story and um, i don't think there's a major problem there um, I'm more concerned about uh, not about his contract, about him getting back to his super duper to, yeah. Superman best to his, to his full fitness. Absolutely, yes. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, um, his game is based on fitness. He's he's got a, a huge amount of ability, but it needs fitness as as the platform to absolutely. use the ability. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, he's ventriloquist now. Look, Dear, he's Dear, moving. He's saying now. David Cook uh, sent us a message on Facebook. He said, uh, "Sorry, I won't make it live tonight." But a question for Malcolm with regards to Graham Oates's wonder own goal: Did Malcolm claim an assist for the pass? And what was the dressing room reaction afterwards? <laughs> Do you know? It's half a century ago. And nobody has ever come up with that twist to it. Because <laughs> there, there wasn't a there wasn't a Malcolm then, was there? You know, oh, they, no, they recorded. No, not at all, John. Um, but uh, oh, I tell we, you what, we I tell you what, if there'd been a if there'd been a Malcolm, you would have bloody claimed it, mate. You, oh, you, claimed, yeah, you claimed yeah. every goal that was gone. <laughs> oh, absolutely. oh, absolutely! Mainly because, you know, mainly because most of them were yours anyway. I, I always remember being asked by uh, um, by a, a TV reporter, uh, and uh, and 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 what's your secret um, for scoring goals? I said, "Be the first to get your arm in the air." <laughs> spot on, spot on. <laughs> Because in those because in those days, without the camera and without the you know the guy that claimed it normally got it. <laughs> normally, yeah, that's right. In fantastic. Fair, in fairness <laughs> to you, Malcolm, when you when you struck it from twenty five yards and it ripped in the back of the net, there wasn't a lot of doubt it was your goal. Of no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Brilliant. Great question, David. Thank you for that. Uh, caused a lot of a lot of merriment and mirth as usual. So thank you. Uh, here we are again, lads. Aston Villa at home. Newcastle yes. kicking off the Premier League campaign at home Saturday, five uh, thirty kickoff live on Sky Sports. And uh, this is um, a great game to kickstart the season, and it's at home. Mm. Uh, Eddie Howe's press conference to come tomorrow, of course. Uh, we do know that Fabian Share is doubtful. We've all been down this road with Eddie Howe before, though. Never take what he says uh, for gospel. Always take it with a pinch of salt. Is it a bit mm. of mind games? Who knows? Emil Kraft and Joe Willock will remain sidelined. Uh, the breaking news from Villa today 
uh, was that Buendia has sustained an ACL injury and faces an extended period out, uh, up to three months potentially, um, was the original diagnosis, but that could change. Uh, He, of of course, played a a major part um, in Villa's 3-0 win over Newcastle in April last year, which we talked about. The Argentinians scored twice against uh, Eddie Howe's side as well in the summer series uh, a few weeks back. In, in America. Uh, Jacob Ramsey and Alex Moreno are both missing for the villains as well. Referee is Andy Maidley. Um, he was a uh, referee in at Newcastle uh, on two occasions uh, last season, the 0-0 away draw at Arsenal and the 2-1 home win over Wolves. And VAR, which is often switched off um, and has been an absolute nightmare in the Women's World Cup, by the way, um, is yeah. Simon Huber. So, John, uh, here we go. First yeah. prediction of the season, mate. What it do you is. see? What do you see happening? I think it's a fabulous match for the neutrals in particular because the top six, the so-called elite six, have tried to dominate our thoughts, haven't they? And they tried to have a breakaway Super League, which was nobody could enter because they, it was all for them. Newcastle last season blasted their way into it and they didn't like it. i tell you what, this season... I predict Newcastle and Aston Villa will blast away into the top six. I'm not talking about the top four and really upset clubs because Aston Villa are also on the up and up. The, the managers are very similar. They both had uh, very indifferent playing careers. They both have gone into management about the same age, 45 How, 51 Emery. Emery took Aston Villa last season were relegation side at the beginning of the season. He's mm-hmm. took them into the European Conference League. And if he'd had longer, he would have took them higher. But he was yeah. absolutely terrific for them. Our manager took us from being a relegation side into the Champions League, for goodness sake. These are two of the brightest managers under the already established managers like Pep and, and, and Klopp and uh, uh, everybody else, Den Hogg and Arteta. These are the two managers. Emery was ridiculed at Arsenal, wrongly so, mm. by the press. The, yeah. the accent, he couldn't speak English well. He was taken, Wenger had gone before him, who's an absolute legend, got his statue now, wrongly so. He proved it severe in Villarreal that he's a top, top manager. And he's produced the results here. And you know what I think is fascinating? I think it's a... Forget the field. I think it's a battle between Howe and Emery. And whoever gets it right, tactically, team selection, organisation, etc., will mm. win the game. And I think it's paper thin. I think the, the difference between the two sides are paper thin. Having said that, Newcastle to win. I feel that we will win. By a single goal margin, whether that's 2-1 or 1-0, and it will be tight. I'll be biting the fingernails at half time. I'll be going into a darkened room to lie down and uh, recover (laughs) in terms for the second half. Uh, It's going to be as tight as it's possible to be. These are the two up-and-coming sides in this country. Yeah. But I'm taking us just to do it. John, I couldn't agree more with you. I think it is going to be incredibly tight. Um, it will be a hell of a game to watch, but it's going to be a real nip and tuck um, match. Um, and 
And I'll, I'll take Newcastle to nick a single goal. Um, I yeah. can't see it going beyond that. Um, I think it'll be uh, one nil. Um, and uh, uh, it, and I think it's important that Newcastle um, that they get started in the season like they did last season, getting clean sheets. So uh, yeah, one nil, and uh, and, and I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fascinating ninety minutes. Me Steve, too. Come on, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a hat trick of wins. A hat trick of wins, lads. I'm going for a two-one win. I think Newcastle uh, will be at the races. I think they'll be up for it. I think the crowd will be behind them, and I think that will carry us through many a game this season, Champions League. Carabao, FA Cup, and League. I think the crowd will will uh, you know will will make it make a big big difference. But uh, yeah, I'm going for a two one win, lads. Well, great, uh, great. We've got to be right, mate. We've got to be right. Uh, it will be incredibly, incredibly tight. But let's first foot the way we want the first foot mm -hmm. and start what should be a fabulous season, a season of excitement. Nine months of undiluted ecstasy as opposed to nine months of a relegation slog yeah week off for me next week chaps um you're, you you've had your holidays it's time for me to have mine uh, but we will be back with super mac and gibble in two weeks time and we'll have a lot to talk about but for now it's good night from me good night from the lads take care lads good, good night everybody and enjoy good the game on saturday enjoy keep the faith <laughs>